0: Talk to you. Recorded live. Good evening. My name is Michael Clark. I'm not afraid to give my name. It is September 12, 2016. We're here once again to talk about the only true asset Protection program in existence, the only true impenetrable. Asset program, asset protection program in, in in existence, and it's the the only total privacy program. Okay, everything that you put in is private. Nobody can ever link it to you. And tonight, the the the, the talking points for tonight's call is you should strive to become a mensch. M E N S C H. And I'll tell you where I got this. I was a little bored the other night, and I happened to look through, um, I, was, I was just looking on some pay-per-view things, and I happened to see they call me Spock or something to that effect. And we, a lot of us, we remember back in, in 1967, I believe, or somewhere right around there, they said on the program, but I, it was basically about the, the life of Leonard Nimoy who started the character Spock that has become a worldwide icon, as has Star Trek. Okay? Star Trek is, uh, uh, has become a complete phenomena, And um, but the fellow that, that put the character together and how he put a lot of the, the things together, um, it was pretty amazing to me. But when they, when they uh, and he had his faults, just as we all do, um, Leonard Nimoy I'm talking about. He was quite a great man, and he was he was really something. But they, they asked the one fellow, they said, um, how would you describe him in one word? How would you describe Leonard Nimoy in one word? And he said he was a mensch, M-E-N-S-C-H, mensch. And so I had to look that up. I said, man, for somebody to say that about somebody of, uh, like Leonard Nimoy, um, what does it mean? So Mensch is a, is a Yiddish word, with German word Mensch meaning, means a person of integrity and honor. And um, I thought, boy, that is that is really something because I know a lot of the people on this call, I know a lot of the people, I know basically everybody that has an STS program. Even if I don't talk to you personally, I, I, I look over every day. I look over to see the names of the new clients and where they're from, what states they're from, what provinces they are from, and um, any, anything I can pick up. And a lot of them I do talk to when they do call in and I, I recognize a name. Or if I don't recognize a number, but it, uh, on my caller ID, it'll say where they're from uh, um, California, Ontario, Georgia. Um, doesn't matter. It'll, it'll Alberta. It'll it'll let me know some things. So I want to talk to the people and see who they are. So I also so that I can I can link their name into my caller ID so I'll know who it is next time they call. The guys, it's it's um, striving to be a um, striving to be a better person, a, a person of integrity and honor. These things are, seem to be lost in today's society and I know this isn't protection or this isn't um, asset protection or or anything like that but I, I know for a fact that the overwhelming majority of our clients of, of STS clients are people of a little bit more um, or oh, what can you say um, um, intelligence I guess could be one of the words um, schooling you know whether you have whether you have formal schooling or you, you've learned, in the streets our people are the people that, that hear about the STS program and say that makes sense to me. I gotta get my program started. What Mike said over the last couple of weeks um, struck, a, struck a chord with me. Guys, we've, we've got a we've, we've all got to uh, um, integrity and honor and credibility and, and truth. A lot of these things are missing. The simple things that we were taught early, earlier, when we were, and a lot of people still are. I'm not saying that that just the the older people were, but we were taught, we were taught, um, please and thank you. Uh, um, we were taught um, to work hard, and not to ask our parents or anybody else for that matter. Not to ask for somebody to um, to come, you know, to to give us money, give us this, give us that. Um, one second here my computer went dark okay I'm all up and running again you guys and, and it's one thing I have um, uh, I don't know maybe it's just the thing that we worked hard for everything and, and it was just a way of life you know when you were a young man eight nine years old back in the 50s you didn't ask your mom and dad for money because they generally didn't have any any they had enough to to um, to put food on the table, to put a roof over our heads, to buy our clothes, to get our school um, book rentals um, taken care of, and and maybe a few extras at Christmas or on a birthday or something like that. But we didn't, Mom and Dad didn't just give, 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 the way you see so much of it happening now. Uh, Eight o'clock, or rather eight years old, um, I found a, a paper route, and I started working my paper route. And it wasn't anything that we were doing beyond the normal. It was just what, if you wanted extra money, you did that. You you found a job, um, and um, it's not. And I see your comment there. It's not just a dying white culture. I have a steel erection company. I had a couple other businesses that were very successful in the Chicago area, and uh, I've had people from every culture, every culture. That have been hard workers, and I've had people from every culture that were bums, absolute bums, and that includes the whites, and that includes anything you want to mention. Uh, I had good Mexicans that worked for me. I had bad Mexicans. I had good Polish guys that worked for me. I had bad, bad work by bad guys. I don't know if they're bad guys, but they were, they they weren't good workers. And the good workers. Um, uh, you know, I, and I can't really answer that question, what was the majority, because I didn't live in, the, in the, any of the other cultured households. So I don't know for sure, and neither does anybody else, unless you actually lived in those households for a while. But that's not what this is about tonight. This is about helping protect uh, what, you, what you're working hard for to, to keep right now. I don't agree with um, some of the things that are out there, such as um, – School loans, uh, student loans, rather I guess for college. Because when you raise the student loans, the colleges raise every all their costs too. So you don't—they really know the government's going to pay for it, and then you—we end up the the student ends up with a with a huge debt. Guys, I worked my way for what college I had. I worked my way—I worked during the day and I go to school at night. And uh, there was tons of other people did the same thing. They might not have been iron workers, but they worked somewhere. And uh, I had a family to feed and take care of, so I had to work so anyway um, and and that wasn't anything unusual um, basically most the overwhelming majority of my friends um, uh, were like that, and uh, they they all worked they worked hard and as a matter of fact, myself and Bill Tully, who many of you have told me and uh, have heard me talk about, we were talking not too long ago well, actually, the first time we talked about it was quite a while ago how how things are so different right now when we were kids you you started out with a with a um, a job that wasn't very stylish or anything you worked at say a McDonald's, although McDonald's wasn't there at that time, but you worked as uh, uh you worked wherever and while you were in high school as a stock boy as this as that and um but then when you got out of school too you worked you started out at the bottom at some job and then you worked your way up and um, um then you got a raise and you bought a house and then you Worked hard and you got another raise, and you bought another house, a little bit nicer house, and you uh, um, a family started coming along, a a spouse and and uh, everything. And guys, it's just different today. But the key thing, the key ingredient, is that um, the key ingredient is that you had respect for other people for the most part. Most people did. And uh, you know, people don't don't tell me about racism or anything. I lived a couple, I grew up a couple blacks from from Gary, Indiana, when it was 85 percent black when I was uh, until I was about 13 years old. And guys, there, there's just as much racism in every culture if you want to look for it. There's people that that don't like uh, whatever whatever ethnic group you're from. They didn't like the whites. I'll tell you that. So when I hear all the time on 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 um, television well, why don't they go check out some of the guys that were in Gary, Indiana? You know, they didn't like me. And it's not that I was, I wasn't a racist, but but they, they like to pin it on the whites most of the time. I'll agree. But um, that's what we've got to overcome. And I have, as, I, as we've grown up and you work with other people and you get to know them. That's the key, getting to know them. And um, so my whole thing, when I heard that word, mensch, M-E-N-S-C-H, mensch, I thought, what a neat word, and what a what a, what a neat meaning behind it. And uh, now we're going to finish on this here topic, but I'm going to leave you with this here. If those of you, if there are any Star Trek um, fans out there, I used to remember coming home in the in the mid '60s and just waiting for that show to come on. It was it was something else. And if you happen to see that something about Spock, if you go to your pay per view. And it's something about Spock, and uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. My name is Spock or something like that. It's really a good, good program. It's not quite two hours, I think an hour and 51 minutes. And I think anybody that that watches it, just for a piece of history and how things came about. But if you remember the Vulcan sign, where two fingers, uh, the the four fingers we have, they were split two by two, and... um, and it meant uh, live well and prosper. And uh, he even told where that came from. And it happened to come from... Uh, from He was in a Jewish... He was in a synagogue once. I don't know if he was at a bar mitzvah or what. But anyway, he happened to look up when he had the... the when he had... And I don't remember what they call it, but it was kind of like a, a cloth over his head. And he... not supposed to look up, but he did. And he saw several of the, of the Jewish people, Jewish fellows, men that... that we're holding up both hands with their, with their fingers split right in the middle, the four fingers split right in the middle like that. And um, he said, let's use that. The, the Orientals, they, they bow. Uh, other people, the Europeans, shake hands. And uh, he said, we've got to have something for Spock, this alien creature, to, to, um, um, to greet other alien creatures. So he held his hand up like that and it stuck and what it means, he said, well, I found out what it means is that's the letter. That's a symbol very close to the letter and the letter was shin, I believe. Like your, your shin on your, it kicked in the shin. It really hurts, you know, but I believe the letter was shin and what it was, that was the first letter of one of their words for God. And it was just, and, and I enjoy things like this. I enjoy learning. How things came about, and, and there's really s- such unique stories behind a lot of a lot of the things that we see and we've seen for years now. Okay, let's see what do we got here. That's pretty much the talking points for tonight. Let's see what we've got that I can. Uh, uh, thank you for the thank you for the yes answer. So I will have to try to get. Okay, I see that's Minnesota girl. where she had no. I hope you've got. Um, she uh, says you left the chat. I hope you got um, you got back on. I haven't come back on yet. So anyway, I hope you. Uh, it's too bad that you couldn't get on the call tonight. So guys, go ahead if you've got any questions on any parts of the STS program, whether you've got a program or whether you don't have a program, whether you're brand new or whether you're you're just looking, and, and you you realize that in today's world. Um, you need everything protecting your behind that you can get. You need your assets protected. You need your health protected. And fortunately, we're getting, even in the health, I can't help you with the health. I can't help you with your marriage. People say, well, Mike, how does this help me if, I need you to, if I'm need if i going to get a divorce? Sorry, pal. That's between you and, and your spouse. Uh, we don't have anything to do with that. But um, what we can do, though, is 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 help you with protecting your assets so you will never lose a nickel. If you do everything you're supposed to when you get your program set up, if you do everything you're supposed to to get the STS program set up, all of the pages uh, signed and that need to be signed, all the pages notarized that need to be notarized, uh, you just, um, and, and it doesn't take long, to get everything signed and notarized takes about an hour for a husband and wife that they'll just sit down at the kitchen table and, and pass one book to the other. Um, Back and forth and and they'll get everything signed in about an hour. Now that means that your program is is ready It's it's been validated. Okay, you have validated the program signing as trustee signing as manager of the uh, LLC signing as director of the Canadian corporation uh, or signing as administrator uh, to handle all the day-to-day activities, and there's not that much. You know, I don't. I don't do anything as an administrator more than a couple times a year. Um, so anyway, it, it's such a simple program, my friends. It's more common sense than anything else. You will learn that once you start. Once you start working your STS program, but the key is to start working the STS program, and we're the. Um, where our workshops came into effect is that we found out we send you plenty of material. We send you what's known as the green book, and that, that takes you step by step through getting your program all all um, put together, all the signatures signed, make sure all the spelling make sure the spelling is correct, and all the all the materials on every page of, of both trust one, uh, trust two. And the LLC or the Canadian corporation, Canadian provincial numbered corporations, uh, you take care of setting that up yourself, and then you, we help you transfer it over into Trust One. So the Trust One, you don't transfer it into there. That was a, that was a, a slip of the tongue. What you do is you make Trust One the owner of the shareholder, uh, owner of the shares of the corporation. So now the trust owns the corporation and everything in it, which could include your home which could include your business, which could include anything, okay? Anything that you own. So um, if you have any questions, and we do have a couple here now, we got one from Claude, CB7. Uh, It says, is the vehicle the only item getting a lien put on from our assets? Do you recommend going to the registry to get the lien put in, or can we just do it online at home? Any of this, and see, here, here's the purpose, here, here's the reason for that. We were just putting the vehicle in Trust One. No, I take that back. We were not putting the vehicles in Trust One. Vehicles, whether you're in the U.S. or Canada, they are the most um, libelous item you own, okay, that can really do damage. So you don't want you don't want a vehicle in your trust. Because remember what we said, what I said right in the beginning, and I say it at every seminar, and, and quite often on the, on the Monday night calls, that everything, if you're sued, everything you own can be taken from you. Everything you own. And guys, it's the same with every other part of your life. If the vehicle is, if, if, the, if somebody has reason to sue, your trust everything in that trust is subject to loss they can take just as they can take everything from you they can take everything from the trust so we don't put any vehicles in the trust also common sense what would that would tell us we don't put vehicles in in the llc or in the canadian corporation the reason is common sense because if that corporation or that or that llc is sued Whoever, this, whoever the person is suing that entity can take everything that entity owns. Common sense. If the judgment is large enough, they'll do it. they'll take whatever, whatever uh, assets that entity, that person or you own in own to satisfy the judgment. okay? That's what they can do. So, Vehicles are, and then I learned. I thought we could protect it with a UCC lien or a PPSA lien. We can't. So what we've done is we. The reason is they're either um, you have to get them registered by the state in the U.S. or by the province in Canada, and whatever other countries we you may have something, and you you've got to follow their rules for some of these things. Okay, so if let's use the United States as an example to get your license you have to go and register through the state to get your license for your vehicle. So as a result, the UCC lien is ineffective, Uh, UCC-1 lien is ineffective to protect a vehicle. So we've put the vehicle, what we've done is we've had, we transfer the, the, um, you can transfer the equity into the trust or the LLC or the corporation if you want, but instead, We just go to the, uh, we've got the the documents, right? It's uh, Schedule 3A and 3B if there's a husband and and wife, or just 3A. Um, It's a form already made out for you for a vehicle lien from Trust One. You just simply put all of the, uh, um, you put down the the make, model, and VIN number of of the vehicle Take take our take our um, um, form to the uh, Bureau of Ve- Bureau of Motor Vehicles B- DMV or D M V however they've got it um, Division of Motor D M V DMV, yeah whatever it is in your state or your um, or your um, province and um, sign it get it notarized and take it to the state. And it already has my signature on it because I am the executive trustees, of, of, non-voting trustee of every, but you don't have to tell anybody that, okay? We want them to think that, that I'm just all-powerful for this trust when really I have, you're the all-powerful one. I have no power. And I don't know any of the assets that were transferred into the trust. I don't know anything about the bank accounts. That's yours, okay? But when it comes to to protecting you I, I get somebody else. Um, you want somebody else other than your name to go up there and pr- you don't know how to protect yourself. I do, but we want to make sure that you feel comfortable with me being there. If you want to get rid of me, there is a form in the CD that comes with your your um, with your program that um, a, there's a form right on the CD that you can print out and get rid of uh, Masters Protection Group and or actually it's Trust Services in a heartbeat. We're out of there. Okay. And you'll, protect, you'll have to protect yourself. So, all you do is put down the make, model, year, and VIN of the uh, of the, the vehicle lien, and uh, take it in there. Now, if they won't accept that and they've got their own paper, do it. You're a uh, uh, you know we can take care of that. You you uh, simply bring it back. You, you scan it into uh, into your email and send it to me. I'll get it signed and scan it right back to you. You take it down to the DMV, and now your trust one has a lien on the uh, on the vehicle. You, you know that, that took a little while, but it's very simple. Fill out the paper, take it, uh, put the, put the, the information about the vehicle on the on the um, lien form. Take it down to the DMV, and um, most of the time they'll just run it right through, and you'll get it back uh, with that. Okay, very simple process. Um, Have you a little water there? Let me. Um, we've got a. We've got a number of questions that came in uh, through the week. Any of you have any questions at all? Um, just type them in on the computer. and I'll be happy to answer them, as long as they pertain to the STS program. Okay? I'm not going to a- answer what to do with your kids that are getting into those teenage years or whatever, and uh, that's up to you. Okay, now I've got a question here, and it says, has anyone recently been able to set up a bank account in Alberta? Guys, we have we have bank accounts set up with all the major banks in every state uh, in the U.S., every province in Canada, and uh, it's just a matter of doing it properly. I looked uh, yours up, and you've got an old uh, living trust document, okay? And I've been told we've got the new one, to you or you've already got it or something we still have not been able to do so uh, though we have not reattempted it in the past couple years I can assure you we've got all of our clients throughout Alberta have got their bank accounts set up Um, you've got to make sure that that you've got the right um, document for that now I've said it before and I'm going to say it again because there's some people that uh, possibly weren't on that other phone call, guys. If you've got a, an STS program and you've recently got it, you need to spend the first three months every Monday night on this phone call. Okay? There's going to be things that are come up. You may get a boring night or something. The things that you already know, but repetition is the key to learning, and you've got to learn about the STS program. Your well, it's not yours. But you've got to learn about the STS program because it is by far, other than the Bible, it is the most powerful document in your home, the most powerful document in your home. If you take it as anything less, you're going to be hurting yourself. You're not going to be hurting me. You're going to be hurting yourself. Um, So um, we've got clients, every client in Alberta that we have, and we've got a lot of them. Uh, I think we probably got more now. Well, not necessarily ter- uh, Ontario. We have a lot of clients in Ontario and a lot of clients in Manitoba as well. So, But, guys, learn about the program. And this is why I started to say a couple times we set up the workshop program because we found out that although we furnish you all the material you need to, to – um, to get your program up and running, to learn about the program, understand what the different parts of the program represent or what they mean. Most people, most people we found out, the overwhelming majority in the 90 percentile, do not read the information we send. They do not, they do not study their program. They get them, they they sign them, they move the assets on, on minute order number five, I believe. Uh, whichever one it is, whatever minute order, they get everything done there, but they don't know and understand the program. They don't come on the Monday calls. They don't. Um, they don't take the time to read and find out what it's all about. We've even got a teaching trust that comes as part of, as part of the Green Book, um, and guys, that 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 explains basically almost every paragraph in the in the trust program. So you could become quite an expert that way, but but most people don't do that, and I'm probably. Well, no, I, I understand the the I, I I for a long time in my life I've understood the value of of knowing what it is I have, knowing how it works, knowing how my business runs, knowing how a corporate an S-corp runs, knowing how different tools that we have. Um, so even let's see, Chappy. Even some will say five years later, what should I do again? You are so right, Chappie. And Chappie knows that because he gets, he gets questions from his clients, and uh, he realizes, as, as I do and as all the other people that help, help others get started on their program do, um, we realize, guys, that when you ask a question, we'll immediately think, well, how long has this person had this program? And they still don't know the answer to that. It proves to me in an instant. That you haven't even even started to to learn about the program you just figure you'll get it you're protected if you have any questions you'll call Mike or you'll call Chappie or Lawrence or or um, Sylvia you'll, you'll call somebody and guys that's not the way it works okay and uh, you've got to learn it you've got to know the program in your head otherwise otherwise you're going to make some mistakes and we do have people that have made mistakes and they have lost because they haven't finished they didn't they, they gave the wrong answers to the IRS or the CRA instead of just saying, I, I don't know, uh, pulling a uh, um, Hillary Clinton, and I don't recall. I don't recall. I am i don't remember. Oh, my goodness. Those are the best used words out there if you're in, in trouble with anything. I don't recall. Um, I don't remember. That's what our president said when he was uh, in trouble once uh, a number of years back, but guys, you, you, you've got to learn. You've got It's so powerful, but it's not. You know, if, if you got this beautiful vehicle with all the bells and whistles, moonroof, Bose speakers, um, GPS, all these different things, but if you don't read the owner's manual, you're not going to know how to how to uh, how to work it. You know, you're going to have all these things at your fingertips, and you won't be able to do anything. So. To get back to the banking question, yes, there's people all over Alberta. If if you can't find, here's how you know if you've got an up-to-date uh, living trust, and that's what you need to take into the bank. Hear this, everybody on the call tonight. Hear this. When you go to the bank, you use these words. You just get a clerk. Don't go for a a manager or anything else. That's this. Stupidest thing you can do. You want to get somebody that's basically naive in the bank. Most bankers, their job is to open checking accounts. Get one of those, okay? That knows that. Don't try to, don't try to uh, make that person your best friend. You're there and think of it as a deposition. You can be cordial, but that's it, okay? You don't have to give them your life story. By no means do you mention you've got a, you've got a, a currency. If you do by no means you've just sent up a thousand uh, a thousand red uh what do they call it um, red flags you just sent up a thousand red flags if you mention a currency your first trip to the bank to get a get an account open for your trust one or your LLC or your corporation is strictly um, answer the questions yes or no you're in a deposition be very nice but but don't give any information other than what they ask you. Um, do you live in? Do you live in? Um, oh, do you live in Chicago? Yes. Don't even tell them what the address is unless they ask you for it. And then give them the address, and that's it. Don't start talking about what a nice neighborhood it is, and and this and that, and your grandkids come to meet with you, uh, stay with you on the weekend. No. Your, all, your sole objective that first night, is to that first trip to the bank, is to get a bank account open. That's it. Nothing more. Alles kaput. Okay? End of story. Okay. Um, now, what I was saying is you can look at your living trust document. You go to the, the bank resolution page. The bank resolution page, if it's got three paragraphs, it's old if it's got five paragraphs that's the one you use okay um and we'll get you another if you know if you got an old one and you need a new one to open a bank account you don't you don't need a new one just to have it with you right now we'll get it printed up and email we'll, we'll make a new one up for you and we'll email it to you the same day or the next day at the worst if we're real busy okay uh let's see even some will say 5 years later what should i do again yeah, yeah. You've got to learn. You've got to learn this program, guys. Don't don't just think that other people are going to do it for you all your life. You've got to take control of your own life. And when I went into business for myself, that's what I learned. Uh, I became successful because I, I was a hands-on guy. Doesn't mean you got to work your behind off all the time. That just means that if something needs to be done, you get it done. If you and and by that I mean if you don't know how to do it, you get somebody that can do it. You don't just sit around and procrastinate. Okay. Uh, pop pop Craig 68 is it best to set up the bank account for the trust in a small bank or one of the larger ones doesn't matter at all pop pop okay you can do uh, you can do whichever you want we've got clients that have have in the US they we've got with Chase we've got with um, we've got bank clients that have bank accounts with Chase with Wells Fargo with Bank of America with Regions uh, some some use the inner regions as a, a, a mid-sized bank, and uh, we've even got a lot, uh, some clients that have have bank accounts set up with privately owned banks, still family-owned banks, okay? So it doesn't matter at all. Just do what you've got to do. You say, hey, all you do is go in and say, I'd like to open up a checking account for my trust, for my living trust, and then you take in the living trust documents. Hand them a copy, okay? Take notes on this, guys. Hand the banker a copy. Have a copy prepared for the banker. Hand it to him of the living trust document uh, and um, um, hand him a copy of it and shut up. Don't say another word. Don't try and make this guy your best new best friend. Just shut up. Let him do his job or her job, whichever it might be. And um, then you go on from there. Once you get the checking account set up, you thank them and you leave. Again, don't invite them to your house for dinner and, and day after tomorrow or anything else. Okay, just just thank them. And what I do is a lot of times, whenever I o- opened a new bank account, I always found out. By the way, who's the manager here in this bank? Who's you? You want to learn who the manager is. You want to introduce yourself to the manager. If you go by their office and they're busy right at that time, just. Come back another day when you come in to make a deposit or something or a withdrawal or whatever it might be. Stop by if they're not busy and, and introduce yourself to the manager. And every time I go into or leave, usually when I'm leaving the bank, I'll wave over. I'll walk by the manager's office and wave. I want my face to become familiar with him. A banker can be can be very good uh, friends for friends for you if you need anything. Okay, so. Uh, I hope that made sense. We would like to start an LLC. What extra cost is involved? Now first of all, let me mention this. the LLC is is you're very welcome pop up. Um, an LLC is a, is, a, um, is a foreign entity in Canada. I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that you start a provincial numbered corporation in Canada for whatever province you live in. Okay? You start your corporation, and then then um, all you have to do is make a little um, memo, a little minute order stating that, that for both your corporation and Trust One, for the corporation we do hereby, if it's you, let's assume it's you and your wife, um, we, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, do hereby transfer all of our shares in this corporation to... Um, um, such and such trust, whatever the name of your trust, one would be. We do hereby transfer our shares to uh, ABC Trust, okay, or ABC Group or, or Holdings or whatever the name of your trust would be. And uh, so now you're not the owner anymore. If anybody sues that corporation, you're not going to get hit with a lawsuit. You're not. You, what what you don't have anymore won't be in jeopardy. The trust owns that. The trust has put included the assets of the corporation in the PPSA lien, or you've put a separate PPSA lien on the on the uh, um, corporation from trust one, uh, trust two, from your trust two. Okay. Let's see. So you want to you don't want to start an LLC in Canada. You want to start a a provincial numbered corporation. What extra, and the reason I say numbered, you can give it a name if you want, but the reason I say numbered is because that gives you a little more privacy. Nothing links to you in any way, shape, or form. However, if you want to give the corporation a name, give it a name, but nothing that links to your name. Nothing that links to your name. Okay? So the the cost of, of a corporation in Canada is about the same as an LLC in the States, and it's a few hundred dollars couple hundred dollars, few hundred dollars, whatever it would be, they can get it set up very quickly for you. You just find your local. Uh, if you're in the U.S., you want to get another an extra LLC, you just go down to the county court, county recorder's office. No, you don't. What am I saying? That's for a lien. If you want a, uh, if you want a uh, an, an additional LLC in the U.S., you let us know, and we'll help you. We'll set it up. We'll get it set up for you. We'll, you pick out the name and everything. However, if you're in Canada. And you want to set up a, a corporation? You just go to wherever, I, and I heard where it is. That they're all over the place where you can start a corporation for your particular province. Okay. Um, this bank account is the best set of bank account for the trust. It doesn't matter what size bank, a large one, or whichever you feel comfortable with. I got my old bank resolution signed and notarized. That is the three paragraph one. Well, I need to get the new one. Signed as well. The, the old one. As soon as you get the new one, you can um, you can uh, tear up the, the the one you had with the three paragraphs. Okay. Uh, well, I get. Well, I need to get the new one signed as well as open a bank account. You should, because a lot of it, you're going to be, you're not going to be living much of your life through the trust. Okay, that is a very powerful. That's the nucleus of the whole program. You don't want, you don't want that out there, just uh, willy nilly every day using it every day. No, you use your LLC for that, or you use your Canadian corporation for that. Okay. Um. So, so you'll you'll need to get the new one signed and notarized, and you'll need to open up a new bank account for it. Yeah. Okay. Now, an LLC, it takes a little more to open a bank account. You uh, you take the EIN, you take the operating agreement, you take the uh, um, and you take the certificate of organization with you. And if you're going to open up an account for your your uh, LLC, if you're in Canada, you don't need to open an account for that. If you're going to uh, open up a a corporation, I would I would strongly recommend that every Canadian uh, open up a second. Entity, a corporation, and and live their life through that corporation as a as a manager or as a director rather of that corporation as an appointed director of that corporation, and that's what I'm going to be talking about on the talking points next week. Okay. Uh, let's see, Minnesota gal, let everyone know what is the main front page of the bank docs and how many pages it is. The the operating agreement for a for an LLC would be. Um, uh, I think it's about 12 pages. Um, I think that's what it is for the uh, for the U.S. for the operating agreement. Then you have the for the LLC, you have the uh, certificate of organization, and uh, it's also got the certificate of um, uh, I forget, but there 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 are two of them. They're together, okay. And um, that's what you'll take you'll take in the EIN, you'll take in the operating agreement, and you'll take in the certificate of of organization. Okay, you'll take those three items with you when you go to open a bank account for an LLC. When you go to open a bank account for a provincial um, corporation in Canada, you will take probably take about the same thing. The banker they know what it, they know what Canadian Canada they know what the Canadian organization is or what the Canadian uh, corporation is. They'll they'll tell you exactly what they need. You'll get your You'll get your trust identif- or you, Excuse me. You give your you give your um, uh, corporate ID number, and uh, your accountant can help you with that, or you can you can file it for yourself. They'll help you give you the papers you need to file it yourself, or the instructions you need. Uh, let's see guest fifteen. Hi. A while back you said there was a bank in Tennessee. That was a long time ago, and they've since shut down. I don't know of any banks really now that you can open up an account. Um, you can open up an account without being in person. This was a rare occasion, and, and we had a lot of clients that had there, but they eventually, I think, Homeland Security got on them, and they made, they dropped all the accounts that they had not met the met the criteria of know your client, meaning you saw that client face to face. A bank account open is that still an option? Well, if you've got money in your in your trust you're gonna to have to put it somewhere so you're gonna to have to get a bank account uh, if you get money, if you're going to be operating your life through the LLC doing a lot of the, the um, um, purchasing and stuff through the LLC you're gonna need a bank account for that also so it, I mean you don't have to get any bank account a lot of people don't they just get a bank account for their trust and that's it that's where they're gonna put their RV funds and uh, you need some place to put them. If you've got currency, you need some place to put uh, put the money uh, when you when the RV does happen. Okay, um, and when that happens, we'll have a special call that night for that. You'll have to all the banks. Uh, nobody knows if they're all going to uh, operate or RV pretty much the same, or if they're gonna, each bank's going to have its own rules. Uh, one thing is pretty much for certain: you will have to fill out a Fin Sin. That's F I N C I N FinCEN Form 104, and you'll have to take with you um, proof that, that the trust owns that the trust owns the uh, the currency, and two that you are a trustee for the trust and you have permission to uh, to do what has to be done. Okay. Um, let's see how many bank doc pages for the trust. Um, Living trust, I believe it's about 12 or so. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The living trust might be six. It's been a while. I I work on different things now. I've got people that work on those for me, and uh, I've got other things that I deal with. But you'll know it because it'll start out and, and it ends with the bank resolution page. It ends with the bank resolution page, okay? Michael, after the currency exchange, we want to purchase property as soon as possible. Some time ago, I remember you saying that we should take the currency into the bank and fill out the paperwork and sign it as trustee and deposit the currency. Is that still correct? Absolutely. That's what I just said. You will have to fill out a FinCEN 104 form unless they change the form before that. Uh, You will have to prove that the trust owns the the currency, which is easy to do. You just take um, Schedule B5 with you. And it says that uh, you are you sign as, you're signed as trustee. You've got it notarized. Blah blah blah. Um, and you also um, have to prove that you are a trustee. That's easy enough too. You just sign the page that that you signed as for as second or third trustee. Okay. What is the name of the correct form? Yes, Vincent One Hundred Four. The bank will tell you. Don't worry about it. When it, when it happens. You'll just head down to your bank as quick as possible and stand in line, unless you've got your account set up already, okay? And that's what I recommend to everybody do. Have your account set up. You do not want currency to – I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's the dinar. I don't care if it's the dong. I don't care if it's the zim. You do not want it to RV while you are the owner. If you have currency and, and the, the potential exchange rate is going to be phenomenal – and you don't have an STS program shame on you you don't deserve it shame on you because you can lose it all and, and I just say this because it's just like if, if somebody's a drunk driver I have no mercy on them <laughs> if, I ju- if I was a judge I would bring back the, the hanging gallows for um, drunk drivers um, uh, I it, it's I'm getting off track but it sickens me when I see people get off and uh, anyway uh, okay, Michael. I found a training manual about life insurance. I guess I had just read it wrong, or passed over it. I know what I that I need to make the trust one the owner, and keep the beneficiary the same, which can be the individual. You, but you do not want to be the owner of your uh, of your uh, insurance policy because that that will go on your on your. Um, 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 Estate tax, okay? That'll be placed on your estate tax. If the insurance policy is large enough, or your estate is large enough, you'll be paying. You could be paying a lot of money out in taxes, needlessly, okay? Because if, if the trust owns it, none of that goes on your estate. You're not the owner, okay? Uh, I know I need to make trust one the owner, blah blah blah. I know I need to make the trust one the owner and keep the beneficiary same, which is me, for my husband's life and life policy. That is exactly right. So there's no need to answer that particular question tonight. I do, however, need the answer to the question on the paperwork which asks, is this a grantor trust? All right, let me tell you, for all practical purposes, when somebody asks you that, you can. it's usually just a banker or somebody, just say yes. It's an ir- just tell them it's an irrevocable grantor trust. Okay? That's fine. It's not a trust at all, my friends. All, like I said, though, all you're wanting to do is get a bank account open. Tell them, and it is just what I told you, an irrevocable, according to um, Schumann-Heinck versus Folsom, um, this is a contractual agreement in trust form. Okay, It's not a trust. It is not a trust. That's, if you're new, that's the first thing you've got to understand. This is not A trust, none of the statutory trust rules apply. I do, however, need the answer to the question, which asks, is this a grant or trust? Yes, and make sure you put irrevocable in there, okay, when you tell them. If you could answer this, I would be grateful. I hope you are grateful. Uh, Let's see, after the currency exchange, blah, blah, blah. Is this still correct? Yes, it is. What is the name of the correct form? It's a FinCEN 104. After the property is purchased by Trust one. We file a lien on it for 125% of the value with Trust 2. Correct. You've done your homework. Um, I don't remember your name so I don't have it listed here. You're exactly correct. Um, I have listened to the calls and have not heard the one that talks about the proper way to purchase a home within the STS program. If there is, there may be one on that. We've got over 200 calls recorded now. You just have to, one day when you got some time and you're just relaxing, watching Notre Dame, um, and, you know, while they're getting back in the huddle and everything, you can just look through them, go through them uh, until you find one. I've talked about it many, 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 many times. Um, let's see. Um, the proper way to do it is simply have trust. If it's going to be your personal residence, you have Trust One purchased the home, which means what? Which means you've got to start developing credit for your Trust One and for your LLC immediately. You've got to start developing it as soon as you get your program, guys. Otherwise, you're going to lose out on a big part of the advantages of it because you won't be able to get a loan based on this business trust or based on the LLC or based on the corporation. You've got to start developing credit your your um credit for the first two entities i don't care if you got to go around and get a jc penny's card for that and buy a couple pair of shoes to put a few hundred dollars on your um on your on your credit line okay and then make that payment two days ahead of time every single time you'll start make sure ask whoever you start whoever you borrow, and you may have to even co-sign initially to get the card but you want to start developing credit in the name of your Trust One and in the name of either your LLC or your Canadian corporation. You've got to do that, guys. Uh, if you want this to be as effective as it can be, you want every single I dotted and T crossed. Okay? Um, let's see. Thinking of flying to Florida when you have the workshop in October. First of all, the workshop in October will be probably the 14th and 15th. I'll know for sure next week. And secondly, it'll be in Toronto, not in Florida. We haven't set up a date for Florida yet. To attend with a friend that is planning to get an STS program. Don't, uh, if you're on a call tonight, don't let your friend hesitate. This is, I'm telling you this for their benefit, not yours. If you want to really do your friend a favor, have them come to a call. Send them a copy of our short video and And this is what most of the people see but and then a friend has told them what a good program it is. Help them get their application filled out and started. If you wait until until we were in Florida uh, or wherever, something may happen. your friend may have a bad car accident, and they won't be able to ever get a get an s t s program they may something may happen, and then they may have to go into bankruptcy. They cannot get a program if they're going to go into bankruptcy, okay? Or if they're going into a nursing home, whatever it may be. Help your friend get started ASAP, and this is for their benefit, not your, uh, not mine, okay? Um, I am wondering about something. On one of the Monday night calls you put on recently, you mentioned people who had problems with CRA with regards to having death, having death with having dealt, <laughs> duh, having dealt with DeMara or evident than um, tax alternatives, and I never pursued asking any more questions about that. I am one of those people still fighting a huge fine, which is in appeals right now. You mentioned Ed Gilmore had helped people with this issue, having big fines. On account of going through Damara, would you recommend I speak to him to see if he can help help me, or is it already too late? Let me you know um, let me know as my new accountant as my new accountant I am dealing with is not sure how to approach CRA. With this matter, any recommendations from you would I, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't give you a single res- recommendation. Ed, Ed Gilmore would be the fellow that you would have to talk to. Now, I'm going to tell everybody I know there's people on this call right now that are saying, "Oh yeah, the old Ed Gilmore, he never helped me any. da 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 da." da. And the people say that about Michael Clark too, in certain instances. But there's always reasons behind everything. Ed Gilmore, I've talked to a lot of people that Ed Gilmore has helped. I've sat and talked with Ed and with other people that um, that are are very knowledgeable in Canadian tax law, and they all have tremendous respect for Ed Gilmore. Um, so anyway, the guys, let me say something. Uh, you know, and I went and looked at um, I went and looked at different things that, that uh, if it's got to do with taxes and not having to pay taxes or getting money back on taxes, I don't know what you what to tell you except. My personal feeling, I haven't seen one that's worked yet. Um, but you got to do what you think is best. If something sounds really good to you, but you got to measure two and say, hey, what, what would the alternatives be if this doesn't work? What am I going to have to go through if this guy isn't 100% correct that I'm listening to? Um, I can back up every single thing I tell anybody about the STS program. I can back up every word. And uh, there's a couple programs I looked at when I was first looking at at um, the pure contract trust, and uh, they proved to be not good. So, how many bank doc pages for that trust? Okay, Mingal. If one pays cash or check for the full amount of the home purchase, then no mortgage or payments will be necessary. Yeah, that's true. And I guess you're basing that on the on the, on the possibility of the currency you're going to buy your house through the funds of the uh, rv but why wouldn't you you know you've got this document this this trust one and the and the llc that you need to develop credit for you don't know how long you know the average person that wins a lottery in two years they're broke you know you don't know don't think because you're going to the rv happens you're going to be set for for the rest of your life you could be but you might not be so get yourself in, in a position, and, and part of that would, be, would mean getting the, uh, getting the um, uh, credit developed for Trust One and for uh, the uh, LLC or the Canadian corporation, one or the other. Get them all set up while you've got the money to do it. Take a, take a, just, just take a small mortgage. Pay cash for most of it, maybe, maybe 80% of it, and then take a mortgage out on the, uh, on the last 20% and uh, and make your payment all the time now instantly your trust your um, and if you paid 80% down on a house there's not a bank or a mortgage company that's not going to give you a a mortgage for the 20%. So so get that get that credit established. I can't I can't stress enough guys how, how important that really will be to you going down the line. Okay? Get get all your cylinders clicking here. Get all your I's dotted, all your T's crossed. Make sure that you got the oil change, that you've got top-rated gasoline in the tank. And when you turn that key, you just hear that engine start purring. And that's the same way with your, with your STS program. Now, let's see. Can I start slash begin credit line after for minor things, most through the LLC? Yeah, you can get a credit. You need a credit line for your LLC as well or for your um, – if you're in Canada for your corporation, if you're in Canada, I, again, I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend, in addition to your Trust One LLC and Trust Two, you start a Canadian corporation for a few hundred bucks, and and you you use it on an everyday basis. Okay, but um, yeah, you can use minor things. You want to get a you want to get a credit line set up for your whatever your alternative entity is. Okay. Starting credit ahead sounds too complicated and expensive. You know what? Ninety-five percent of businesses go bust. Mingal. I'm trying to get. I've been blessed to. I listened to, to people that were, were when I first went into business that were very successful, and and I read Donald Trump's book, uh, The Art of the Deal. I read Lee Iacocca's book. I, I read. I do a lot of reading. I listen to a lot of tapes, and as a result, I've been very successful. People with a lot more money than me to start out with, and with, with uh, college degrees and everything, and they went busted in no time because they, they didn't want to listen. And and you can do it any way you want. You don't have to. I'm just saying, uh, you can you can start developing credit while you're doing all the other things. It's not a big deal. You go somewhere and you you take out a loan for. Um, for three thousand dollars, let's say you go into a bank. Here, here it is. You go into a bank and you say, "I'd like to buy i um, I'd like to buy a CD. Don't worry about what the interest rate is. I'd like to buy a CD, a three thousand uh, dollar twelve month CD." And you get that. And then two days later, three days later, you go back into the same bank and you say, "I'd like to take out a loan for three thousand dollars, and I've got a three thousand dollar CD here." In my hand to use as collateral, of course they're going to give you the loan. It's 100% collateral, and uh, you and you take it out for 12 months, and every month you make that payment uh, three days early. Okay, now you're starting to develop with a, with a major bank. You're starting to develop some credit, and and then, you, then about a week later you go to a different bank and you do the same thing. You buy a three thousand. You use the check that you got from the loan, and you buy a. You, you buy another CD for $3,000. Two days later, you go in and you take a loan out, and you give them the, the, the CD as collateral, and then you take that $3,000, and a week later, you go to another bank, or a couple of days later, whatever you want to do. You go to a third bank, and you do the exact same thing. Now you make each one of these payments. You've got the money in your account. You make each, Are you going to pay a, a few extra dollars for interest? Of course you are. But it's a very small amount to pay for what you're developing here, okay? So anyway, now you've got three banks that are every month they're going to be reporting that you've made, or that yeah, that 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 uh, your trust one is has made uh, payments uh, early. You're going to at the end of a year, you're going to have uh, actually at the end of about seven months, you're going to have um, AAA credit at three major at three banks, okay? so, uh, your trust will and that that takes you what seven, eight, nine months to do it, something like that if that's too much work for you, you don't deserve in my opinion, you don't deserve r v If anybody can hear me type yes okay can you hear me can anybody hear me